Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater, and today I am joined by a very, very special guest, Rochelle Hines, my client. So before she starts us off here, Rochelle was my very first client ever in Fort Mac. We started working together in 2017. And today we're going to kind of recap you guys on her journey from basically starting from the bottom was kind of slightly overweight, had worked out before, kind of almost that like skinny fat fit look. She's a mom of two, full-time worker full-time wife, one of the hardest workers I know. And we're going to recap her journey basically from, from the very beginning. She was struggling to kind of know what foods to eat, how to train for her specific goals, for her specific body, and also feeling like she just didn't really have the time because she's always been very busy, very busy lifestyle, and just really having to embody a new fit identity. And here she is today, ultra successful bikini competitor, third place finish at Alberta Open this past weekend, meal prep machine, basically has mastered that skill and just the epitome of an amazing, healthy role model for her family and for others. So welcome to the podcast, Rochelle. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So happy. And one more quick fun fact, actually, those of you who have worked with Cut and Conquer or who follow us on social media probably heard of the Shred program. Rochelle was the very first ever Shred client. That program was actually designed for her. It was just like her fat, her first intense fat loss program. We'd been working together, kind of just doing lifestyle stuff. And then she's like, I want to do a Shred because this was back in 2017 when I was competing. She was inspired. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And she just started calling it the Shred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was and then the Shred. <laughs> the, name, the name just stuck. And then obviously it's been redesigned multiple times since then for all the clients who have completed the Shred program. But I thought that was pretty cool because Rochelle was kind of the original, <laughs> original Shred participant. All right. So Rochelle, you can feel free to tell us a little bit about yourself. And I want to hear about, I guess, really the initial changes when we very first started working together in 2017 when you started feeling your body properly, just the different perspective, the different changes you saw, you felt mentally and physically when you started really embodying this lifestyle. Right. So my goodness, where do I start? So when I met you, <laughs> you were you were prepping for your competition and I was like everything that you ate, everything that you brought in and how you kind of carried yourself made me it just inspired me to want to do it. And I was working out like I was working out at my house because I didn't know I didn't have any other times. My dad was up visiting and I tried the 21 day fix. So like, you know, the containers and all that. So I, I had we, me and my father would do workouts every evening when I got home from work and they were like half hour workouts. It was hard to kind of get into because you're doing stuff from home, but it, it definitely, I did it because I needed to do it. I want to do something, but I wasn't eating. Like I was, I was eating like 21 day fixed foods, but I wasn't eating still. Like I still didn't know how to eat. So it was like, whatever fits in these containers or eating you know. not enough and doing that like common mistake of trying to eat healthy, but not actually getting your body nutrients that you needed. Right. I didn't know anything about macros. I didn't know anything about anything really, except for like, Hey, I'm working out like a lot. Why am I not losing weight? Like, you know, and, and I'm eating, I'm trying to eat healthy. You put them in these containers and <laughs> you know, not that that's a bad thing. Cause it's definitely a life, like a, a meal thing. It's a start. Yeah. It's a start and it worked like it worked, but it definitely, I still didn't understand it. I didn't understand the foods. I didn't understand the way I should be eating and why I wasn't getting the results that I, that I really, really wanted. And when I met, when I, when I saw how Christina was eating, it made me want to like, well, I asked more questions and then I understood that she was on this macro, you know, counting the macros rather than, so then you, well, rather than eating certain foods or whatever. So she's getting her proper fats and 
carbs and proteins. And wow, like, what do you know? Like, really? Like, how, how did I not know this before? This is what I'm thinking because like, realistically, it makes the most sense of everything because basically I can have almost anything as long as I'm eating it in those proportions, the proper proportions, right? Like, yeah, you can have a little treat, try to stay on the healthier side because there's a lot of healthier versions of all kinds of junk. I mean, real junk, real, real junk, junk Mm -hmm. makes you want more junk, junk. It makes you feel like junk, junk. But you could have like a healthier version of it and it can be delicious and you can have it in your macros and you can have it every day, really. It shocked me that that was actually, like it it was like a mystery, but it really was. (laughs) And you can eat so much more food that way too, right? Yeah. When you're trying to like say, you know, I don't want to eat this delicious, I don't know, banana cake. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to cut it out and have this instead. You can only have like, Part of it instead of like if you're going to eat a cake instead of like this healthier version of that's still delicious that you can have a big plate full yeah little piece of cake you're going to want way more of this cake and, and you're going to go back crappy. to the cake and back to the cake you're gonna feel crappy <laughs> and you're going to eat more of the cake and but you can eat a bigger portion feel satisfied and and get what you need out of it all totally. and you still feel better your body another another really cool thing obviously rochelle just stepped on stage she looks amazing but she is trained at home from the beginning. I think we worked out in a gym together like once, like once way or twice. I back. met you there. Yeah. Yeah. Just for fun. But like she literally trains in her garage at her home. Yeah. Like dumbbells. She has a pretty solid setup, but nothing like no machines or anything, no leg press or massive cables. Oh, no, I hardly had anything when you first came yeah. over to look at my setup. But I just honestly, you know, when you say that you don't have the time to do it, I didn't have the time to get into the car and go to the gym and go. Because, you know, it takes it to me, it took another, like when I started 2017, Lane was two. Mm-hmm. So to get up in, in the morning, like sometimes my husband worked night shift, so he wasn't even home. I couldn't get up and go to a gym and take that extra half hour or even longer, depending on which like, gym I was going to. So it's like, well, I can do it here. I got to set it up here and I got to force myself and help myself accountable to get out here. So while Christina was helping me, it really made a difference. And knowing that I would check in. She had made me check in once a week. It was like, oh God, like if I don't do this, she's going to know. She's definitely going to know. Like, so do it and try it. And I just started doing it. Yeah. As, as you guys will hear, Rochelle is like the epitome of no excuses. Seriously. It's so true. And we've, we've heard, especially living in Fort Mac, like there are a ton of single moms in this town. There are a ton of shift working moms, even dads, like And there's so many excuses we can come up with. I work 12 hours. Oh my God, poor me. I work night shift. I have kids. I just had a baby. Like Rochelle has dealt with all of that Mm -hmm. minus the single mom part. But sometimes it may have felt like it because my husband would work like exactly uh, shut down and stuff like that. But and we'll get into this too. But even like mental, mental health, personal issues, of course, like we all struggle with those things. Rochelle has had her own struggles on that journey. And there's always going to be an excuse that you can reach for, but your reasons have to be stronger than those excuses. And it's a mindset shift. It's a perspective shift. It wasn't something that Rochelle just did immediately. It took time. It took consistency. It took believing in herself, putting the work in to be able to really understand and embrace the fact like, hey, yeah, maybe I'm not feeling the best today, but I can still take action towards my goals. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I know even when we met, you've always been like super driven, super determined. Can you speak to how, I guess, fitness has still just really helped you improve like your confidence and your self-belief around what you can achieve? Well, fitness has been like, I've always done a little, like little things. But when I met you and I really started to understand like, you know, the eating portion of it and the, and, and just, if you want to do something, you can do it no matter what, like you can find time to do it. And when I started really getting into it, you know, I was never really was a person that overly, like I loved it, but I I actually, I I loved working out so I could eat more or like, so I could, cause I, I'm a person that burn off the wine wine or burn off whatever, you know? And, and I drank quite a bit more like a quite, well, I drank from Newfoundland and not that everybody drinks from Newfoundland, but I am a drinker from Newfoundland or was and is, but so I would do these challenges and get all the weight off. And then, okay, I got, yes, I got summer now. I'm going to enjoy my summer. I'm going to have a good time. And I would 
drink after and still work out every single day, still get my time, still do all my meals, everything during the week. And, and then, but I've enjoyed myself on the weekends. And then, you know, the fitness part of it, like every time I would do a challenge with Christina, like when I would finish the challenge, I would, I'd want to drink less. Like I would want to be healthier. And, the, and eventually the, the working out became more important and more fun to me that I actually look forward to waking up in the morning by myself with nobody else to go out to my garage and do my workouts. Like I, I enjoy it. And when I have a day that's only like only cardio or only <laughs> one thing. <laughs> it feels really, crazy, right? I do. It's like, oh, should I try to double up? And then, like, <laughs> and then I'm like, just in case next week I don't have time because I love <laughs> to do it. And it yeah. really is my me time and it makes me feel stronger and I love that. Longer. I'll be around my, for my kids. And yeah. Know. Another thing, funny enough with Rochelle too, <laughs> she's one of my clients where I have to tell her like, don't do two workouts today. Like you need a rest day, you know? And like, don't do cardio today. Like sleep. Like, are you sleeping? You need to sleep. Let's get more hours of sleep in. Cause she will just go and go and go and go and go. And also how important, because I think, I think this is overlooked. I think this is a big mistake a lot of women make is like they focus so much on the training, which is cool, but they neglect the nutrition either because they don't understand it or they don't really want to give up those habits and those foods that they enjoy. But especially in general, from your journey from the very beginning, as you got more fit, and then especially to hit the stage, how important is nutrition when it comes to your body and how you feel? Huge, 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 huge. It's like everything. It's, it is. Yeah. It's well, they say what 80, 80, 20, like you have to eat. I don't even know. It's probably more it's than a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but yeah, if you're not eating the right foods, you're not going to look the right way, the way you want to look. You're never going to hit, you're never going to get your target anything in fitness. If you don't, eat the right foods, mm -hmm. but there's so many varieties There's so many foods that can be made certain ways to be delicious. Like you don't have to eat plain white rice and chicken with no seasoning, nothing like there's so many options out there. It's just to find the right ones for you. Like there's, you know, Christina modified so many different plans for me and, like, and <laughs> hundreds over the last oh six years. God, yeah. And you know, like when you first put me on the macros, because like when we first met, it was just, you know, like she wasn't doing all these plans for everybody. You were my whatever. only client yeah, at the very beginning, yeah. the only one. She would make my plans for me. So it was like, this is what you eat, right? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat this. And can I have this? And I forgot this. Can you, what do I substitute? Because I never, I still didn't really know. I just knew what she tells me to eat is what I'm going to eat. And that's how I'm going to lose and get where I want to be. And that's where you started. Yeah. And then when she, the first time she made the macros and, and told me that I picked my own foods. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I was her worst client then. No, <laughs> you weren't because you actually asked questions. Though. The trying. worst clients are the ones that don't ask yes. questions. <laughs> we get that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm driving her crazy. It got to be, I got to be <laughs> the one that's writing her the most. Going, I can't do this. Why can't you make my plan? I hate this. Like I can't figure it out. And then, you know, when she's like, Rochelle, you can do it. You can do it. I just, it eventually clicked after lots of tears. And David, my husband, <laughs> like, why am I sitting down here having a little one tablespoon <laughs> of olive oil right now? I probably don't need to do this, but I have to have this bit of fat. So I have to have this. But when I figured it out, I, I, I definitely figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think especially with your lifestyle and being so busy and still, I know you guys do like a ton as a family and a ton of the kids meal prep has been like a game changer, a lifesaver for you. Yeah. And I'm sure you relate to when I say like, I don't know how people can like not have time to meal prep. So many people are like, I don't have time to meal prep. I'm like, how do you have time not to? Do you have three hours every night to cook freaking supper for your family? Like what? Well, yeah. Like meal prepping is actually easy now that I, like yeah. I just, I cook up a big pot of rice, goes in the microwave, it's super easy. I like four cups of rice, which obviously makes a lot more. I cook up a, a big, huge bag. I like to buy, I had like a certain kind of chicken from Savon because it's already seasoned. It tastes delicious. And I cook a whole bag a week. I cook it Sunday, cook the whole thing. I cook up big things of hamburger meat and big yep. things of like chicken, brown chicken. And I put them all in containers, stick them in the fridge. And that is it. And then the next day, well, I'll prep my <clears throat> next day because I just got to go get a scoop of this or whatever grams of, and it's all, done. It's sitting in the fridge and if kids don't eat everything I eat. So 
I got the ground beef ready. All I got to do is add some taco seasoning. There they go. Cooking in bulk is huge. And you can make themes. Like that's a big thing we talk about with our clients. Like theme it for your family. Like just because you're eating ground beef and rice doesn't mean they have to, but they could have tacos. They could have a burger bowl. They could like, you can use that over and over and over. Make fajitas out of it. Chicken. Yeah. Like like, even just like a chicken pizza on a tortilla from your chicken breast. Take it, (laughs) put it in some macaroni, make a goulash. Like it's so easy. Or or a spaghetti. All you got to do is make the spaghetti noodles and then you just pour a sauce on the kids are happy. Yeah. You know, like it's definitely, and it's healthy for kids too, because the the crappy food that so many people feed their kids because they just don't know what else to feed them. It's there's so many added chemicals and nasty things nowadays. And, and marketing is so tricky. Like they get you and they promote things as healthy for kids, for adults. And you think like, oh, wow, I'm buying these new sporty Snickers bars, but the actual real Snickers bars have less calories than the protein ones. The protein ones just have a bit of protein added to them. So you're actually better off to eat the real Snickers bar, get your craving out of the way, and then have some fucking chicken. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I have noticed with my kids, though, since I've been meal prepping like that and using my food to incorporate into theirs, is they have wanted to eat like they're getting more used to that healthier, those healthier versions too. And they, and they don't, when, when we go somewhere and it's like the extra greasy spaghetti and the extra fatty burgers and stuff like they, it, it kind of it makes their stomachs feel sick and they don't yeah. want it and they don't. And you know, when they eat the crappy stuff, they act crappy too. <laughs> like they're not <laughs> as nice to me when they're eating as like extra junky, like they're crankier and they're, you know, like they're, yeah. yeah. And they, they pick up on everything too. They do. They definitely do. Yeah. Like I know Austin like looks at food labels. Most adults don't even look at food labels and he'll be like, Oh, Christina, there's like 10 grams of sugar in this. This isn't so bad compared to this one that has like 42 mm-hmm. grams of sugar. And I'm like, yeah, let's keep doing that because that's how you're going to learn. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's transition a little bit towards the show because I know a lot of listeners are excited about that. So again, we started kind of not prepping, but like pre-prepping you like almost a year in advance, right? Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to sign up and do like a bikini competition. It's going to take me six months, but you have to have a foundation, a strong foundation built if you have a goal like that. I mean, obviously Rochelle was very consistent with her diet and with her training, but the reality is when you are going into an aggressive fat loss phase like that, you have to build your calories up. So just throwing numbers out there though, if you were eating, let's just say 1500 calories, and then we start dieting you on that, well, in no time, you're going to be down under a thousand calories. So we have to basically reverse diet you, which is gradually increasing your food intake so that you don't gain fat, really push you hard in your training, make sure your training is periodized, making sure you're building muscle in the areas that you need for either your goals or the look you're going for on stage and do that over a period of months. We took like at least six months to reverse diet you up to get your calories very, very high during that time, we were trying to bring your weight up as well. And it wasn't fat that we were trying to put on you. It was muscle, right? And I know that that can kind of almost be scary for some women to be like, oh my God, scale's going up or I'm eating all this food. But can you speak to that as well? Definitely. So when we started reverse dieting me, it was, it was something that I was afraid that I would, wouldn't be able to stick to because I wasn't seeing anything on the scale except for maybe an increase, a small increase here and there. I didn't increase a lot. Nope, which but, is perfect. Which is good, yeah. So like it didn't increase a lot, thankfully. So it didn't really make me super nervous or want to quit. But there are times that you're like, I'm eating a certain way right now. I'm trying to build all this extra muscle for this cut. But like I'm not seeing hardly any difference like really because I'm not supposed to yet. Mm-hmm. Like we're building myself up before we like kind of like start taking things away so I can see all these changes. But mm-hmm. I know I wanted to do this this um, process and I had 100% faith in you because I know like you do. I do. You have I more I, faith in me than I even have myself. I, I have a lot in, in myself. And, yeah, <laughs> but I, I just know that I just know your background and I know what you studied. Like I know every course you took because like we were together during yeah. these times. And I knew that you knew everything about this and that no matter what, you would take care of me. So I listened to every word that you said in it. And yeah, like when it started going the other way, I started seeing 
like, you know, yeah. results. And it was like, wow, like, how do you know all this? And how <laughs> am I looking so good? Like, it's just, this, it, it was really good. Yeah. But again, like the, it's so, I want to drive home this point. Like, it's so important to be in it for the long haul because so many people just want the weight loss. They just want to see the changes. And like, it's not how it works. Like even in a year, I like, I can't magically transform you in a year. Like you have to really be bought into the lifestyle, be bought into that long-term vision and really embrace every step of the process. Because even if you do go into an aggressive weight loss cut, like to reduce your body fat, if you don't have the muscle that you're looking for, you're not going to get that like sculpted hourglass shape. You're going to look sick. You're going to look unhealthy, right? Yeah. Well, when we first met, like I wouldn't have been able to do a competition that year. No, there would be no way. Like when when we did the shred and I went and I lost all that, I looked great, but I did not have that muscle. If you were to compare those pictures now. Yeah, I have them. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like at my smallest then, and it wasn't even like that. Well, it was like eight pounds difference, but totally different look. I would have looked sick if I had eight more pounds gone from that first time. Yeah. 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 So again, embracing like the process and just being, being patient Yes. too, right? Because it is, it is a big process. So yeah, leading up to the prep. So the prep is basically the the cut phase. We did a a reverse diet, gradually increasing your food. And I remember telling you like, make sure you have your treat meals, like make sure you have variety because again, she's crazy. And she'll be like, I'm sticking to this 100%. And I was like, no, like you need to have some off-plan meals. You need to get the variety in there just for like, basic nutritional balance as well. Because the reality is when you do start dieting for a show, it's not quite the same as what Rochelle was talking about at the beginning when it comes to just like macros and having that flexibility. You do need to make sure you're eating certain foods. You do need to make sure you're taking certain supplements. You do need to make sure your overall health is in order. Your metabolism is in order. Your hormones are working properly. Like there's a lot to it because you are dieting down to such a low body fat percentage, especially as a female. Like you have to take very, very good care of yourself nutritionally, recovery-wise, stress-wise, right? It's not just like, oh, here, let's let's make you eat less. And another thing, like, of course, Rochelle and I were both down to very, what I would say is very low calories by the end of our diet. And again, that's the nature of competing. That's just the reality of what it takes to get to that low level of body fat percentage. But again, it's it's so important to gradually get there because if we started Rochelle, like she was up to like 2,200 calories. But if I were to just cut her down to 1,200, like, sure, that's great. But her metabolism is going to adapt to that 1,200. And yeah, she'd probably drop like 10, 15 pounds in two weeks. But like, then that's going to plateau and she's going to feel like shit. She's going to end up binge eating. She's going to end up resorting back to those habits because the changes aren't going to happen. She's going to get discouraged. So it's a very gradual, very slow process to get lasting results. Right. Yeah. And if we did that, I would be down to like 500 calories. Yeah. <laughs> the show would be terrible. And it wouldn't like, work. Your body, would, <laughs> your body would like stop responding. And, and that's what happens yeah. is women do that. And then they go, I'm eating nothing and I'm not losing weight. Well, yeah, because you did that for two weeks and it's completely unsustainable. And then you binge like yeah. it is calories in calories out. And right up to the show, I didn't like, of course, like there were days that I, that I would feel hungrier, but I was never, I never, ever felt like I didn't have enough food. Like I didn't, I never felt no. overly hungry because I stuck to it. And I just, I kind of, I, I, you know, I, I, I waited out during the day and I ate it. I went to bed early. So it kind of did help me, but it definitely, but I also get up super duper early. I was getting up at 3am, 2.35 sometimes in, in the morning because I also started a new job and I yeah. I also are in the process of selling two places and like it's so much on the go at one time. And I just, oh my God, like it was t- crazy, but my mission was still there. And I just thought, okay, well, in order for me to get everything done, I need to do this during every day during this process. I need, I have no choice but to get up at two 30 and maybe three, three, if my husband's off that day. So yeah. I did it and I, and it was, it didn't, there were days I were tired, I was tired, but it's only a few days a week and then you get the weekend and get a day or two to sleep in and yeah. we recuperate and get ready for the next week. Exactly. So for those of you, I don't have time to do it before work. Rochelle literally wakes up at 2.30 in the morning. She would literally text me at 2.30 in the morning. Cardio's done. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we're not kidding. Seriously. Yeah. Most people think I'm a little, I don't know, 
You got goals. I do. You want to be average? Sleep until six. You want to be elite? You want to be a top three bikini competitor? Wake up at 2.30. And of course, that is is taking it to to the next level, but it does... it's possible. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think many people have to take it to that. Level. Exactly. My life with what was going on, my kids were in like three different sports yep. to a day kind of thing. Like I, I need it to, and, and I already signed up for it. And I am somebody, I can't, I don't <laughs> do something and not do it. It was, true. It was true. all or nothing. So I had no choice. It was, it was like do or die. And I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, also the food, like for me too, I think both of us didn't really struggle at all with the diet. Like for me, I didn't even have one. I had one hungry day. That was literally it in the whole six months for me. You never, well, you never complain anyways, but like, I don't think you felt too hungry. We never, we, you kept quite a, when I say quite a lot, I'm comparing to, to myself, but, and to some people, but you kept quite a lot of carbs in the entire time too. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, carbs are so bad. Carbs are gonna make you fat. Rochelle was eating potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice. There was Oh, like peak week where we cut your carbs for like three days mm-hmm. up until then she had carbs every single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Oats. Yeah. So I wasn't yep. deprived every morning. Oats. Yep. Banana. Yeah. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Like meat. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's not all about just cutting out your carbs because that's a big, big myth as well. And including mm-hmm. carbs is so powerful for weight loss. You can't actually lose weight as effectively without carbs. You can lose weight without carbs, but it's not as effective. Okay. So what was your favorite part about the prep? My favorite part was actually like seeing the changes in my body. Like a part of the reasons why I, well, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was because I wanted to see all these different phases and I wanted to look at the pictures and say, okay, this is where I was here. This is where I was there. This is, you know, and each change, like at at one point I thought, how is my body even possible? How is it possible to even look like one of these bikini girls? Like I did not think it was possible at all, but I believed Christina and I knew that I would get there. And she said, I would. And I said, okay, but like, look at me, I don't even look close, you know, and this was only like couple months before, you know, yeah, it's like, just like, like, I just can't see this going here. Like, look at my butt. It does not look like it will even <laughs> get to this point. Like, you know, not that I had a bad butt, but like, you yeah. know, like or yeah. arms or whatever, but like, yeah, like every stage was just. It's so cool how much and how quickly your body changes, especially those last couple weeks. Right. Yeah. And when you say, when you say, okay, just wait, your body's going to look worse before it looks better or whatever. Mm-hmm. She would tell me all these things that would be like, okay, yes. All right. So don't worry. It's going to look worse. And it's looking worse. And she's right. And it's going to look better. And then it looked better. And I'm like, she's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a project that it was just so cool to look at. Like, it is. You know, to watch and to see the pictures. and Yeah. Also, okay. What would you say was the most challenging part for you? Definitely the most challenging part was my family with it all trying to make sure that I didn't take the time away from my family and, and that, I, that I was giving them already. So there were days that I had to, because I was going to sleep at eight o'clock at night. And sometimes my husband would put the kids to bed for me so I could get to sleep because I was tired. But when I signed up for it, my husband also said he, he understood. He, he, yes. He said, I, he, yes. He was on board with it and he knew the process. He knew this was going to happen. There were some days that he might've been upset, like not upset, but well, frustrated with the process of like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over so we can have our, get, normal, back, to get back to our normal life. Cause obviously things have changed. We, I can't, we can't just go for dinner and I can have whatever, I have, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like, that was the biggest thing. The kids didn't notice it as much because they're, they have their friends, they play with the friends. So the, the weekends, they wouldn't really notice me going out to work out that much because I would come in and say, okay, well, we're going to go do whatever you guys want now. But And honestly, the the training aspect wasn't that different than what you normally do. No. Like it was a little more cardio for sure, but it wasn't like you're working out now and you weren't before no, or anything right. like that. It was all done before the kids were up to go to school. So the only yeah. times that they would overly notice is just me going to bed that little bit earlier, and, and, you know. 
So that was the biggest challenge and trying to kind of stay on track on those days that they were frustrated and saying, mom, you're going to, you know, mom, you're going to go take some training, extra training for something. What are you doing now? (laughs) I I went to two different, like just learning. Oh yeah. Rochelle is crazy. Like crazy in the best way. (laughs) She literally flew to Toronto to do a seminar on her own and get her suit because she's so committed. Like Literally, we live in Alberta. She flew across the country to go learn. And then me and her went to the another posing seminar in Edmonton. Just It's just nice when you're on that journey to be surrounded by like-minded people to kind of like meet the judges and just like embody yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah. Because it's, it is a unique lifestyle. It's not something that most people understand. And even those silly questions, you're like, oh, you're, why can't you eat an apple? Like people just don't get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when I signed up, like I, when I agreed and said I wanted to do this, mm-hmm. I actually didn't ever, ever, ever see a competition. I've never looked one up. I didn't see <laughs> anything was done. I actually went in blind. So, and that's what I do with most things. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, oh my God. Yeah. So when I really started looking into it, I'm like, it's too late now. I, I have to get through this. So in order to get through this, I have to learn everything I could possibly know about it. So I don't look like a fool and I actually fit in and not look, you know what I mean? I just needed to do it. So I looked up what was available for me to learn. So I just felt more comfortable. And I, I, I don't know, I'm afraid to do a lot of things, but I also don't want to go in. I want to teach my kids that if you're afraid Mm -hmm. of something, you need to do it. Yeah. I mean, within reason, obviously you don't do things that are dangerous, but like they, there's things that they are afraid of and saying, I don't want to do this. I said, you have to do it. You're, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not something that you should be afraid of. I don't want you to be afraid your whole life of something like this. So, you know, when they're saying, mom, why are you going and doing these courses and, and taking these extra, like learning more about all this stuff? And why are you doing this competition if you're afraid to be on stage or if you're afraid to be around a lot of girls and stuff like this? And I said, because I'm afraid to. and I really don't want to, like, I'm afraid and I need to do it for myself and it'll make me feel better. And I also need to teach you guys that you need to do these things to help you get stronger. Push your comfort zone. Yeah. I remember being at your house, you were doing my hair and you said, I'm scared to get on stage. And Lane literally said, then why are you doing it? And you're like, that's the reason that I'm doing it. Like, just because you're afraid of something doesn't mean you can't do it. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And I think too, I know that you have, in the past struggled with like comparison mm-hmm. and like yes. seeing other girls and like questioning yourself. So I think that like doing this, of course, it wasn't just about that, but I think that was like a big kind of breakthrough too for you. Definitely. Definitely. I am like so much more confident, like so much more, like I just feel so much better about myself. Like, you know, cause it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about me. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, big I am or how small I was or how I look because, you know, like no matter what you look like, people are going to look. They're like, always going to judge you. Yeah. You can be healthy. You can be unhealthy, fat, skinny, literally whatever. People are going to have a judgment. And you look around and we, and I mean, not even if we're judging in bad ways or good ways or whatever we're judging. We, I do the same thing. I look at women and say, oh, I look at her, look at her arms. I love those. Or look at their, like, it doesn't matter. You're still looking, whether it's their shirt, their jeans, their shoes, their body, their hair. <laughs> You're, we're, we're liking and disliking things about everybody. Like, you know, about like not every, whatever, but like, you know, and even when I got to, even now when I go and I have like, I'm like extra fit, I actually have uncomfortable moments when I'm out because I see people looking at me and then I'm thinking, what are they thinking now? Are they thinking that I'm like, oh, she neglects her kids or like, or... yeah, or I go to the gym too much or like, I'm one of those girls that don't care about, you know, or, or that I judge you and, and I, and I'm not, I don't judge people. I know Rochelle is literally like the best person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. So yeah, look at me and maybe see, think that I might be one of those people that would be like that, but I'm not at all. And that's what mm-hmm. I thought about my husband when I first met him. <laughs> he was like, he was at his like workout extra phase and he was super duper ripped at the time. And nope. When we were on, I joined a softball team and he was on it and <laughs> I looked over. He was cute. Yes. But no, I'm, I don't want to have nothing to do with him. He's one of those guys. <laughs> so weird because he was not one of those guys no. at all. He was like the opposite. He was like me and what looked, looked like exactly. what I thought was one of them, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That is too funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
No, I love that. And I think too, for, for you, we kind of knew going into it that like you would nail it with the training and the nutrition because you always do. But posing was like totally oh. new to you. Yes, that was, that still is a little, well, I'm not You've come a long way. <laughs> Remember that first time? I'm like, I got this. She, she came over and she said, okay, so you, you know, you know how to pose. You got, you've been posing lots. I said, yeah, I was looking up stuff and I feel like I got it. So she said, okay. And I had my neighbor, my neighbor, Rachel, she came over and she sat on the step in the garage with us. And I was thinking, she's going to, like, this is going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I whip off. I did a lid. I took off my pants. I just had my normal underwear and tank top on. I'm like, okay, put my shoes on. I'm like, look at this. And oh my God, Christina, I, I could see her face. And she was like, <laughs> Uh, it was kind of like a, you're kidding. Now show me the real. <laughs> and I'm like, how was that? And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> One thing about me is I am very honest. I like it. Yes. Like, yeah, but you're a nice, honest. Like I, I don't feel like you're like, you know. Because I want to help you. I want yes, you to improve. So if I was to be true. like, oh, Rochelle, like it's actually pretty good. Then you would practice that horrible routine. And look silly. Like right? and it would not be good for your business. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd make it to the stage. <laughs> You'd be like, you're sure you're not sick? You look like you're working out. But posing is so, so important. It is everything. Like you can have the best physique. If you can't showcase it properly, you do not even stand a chance. No. And like Rochelle and I both, like we still need to make improvements in our posing because I, for myself too, it's the most challenging part for me because not only do you have to like nail it on stage, you have to like know your angles. You can't get nervous. You have to like, control your mind. You have to know what the judges are looking for and you have to practice a lot. It is an entire art form on its own, right? And you, it's so cool and so powerful because you can manipulate your angles and your body to look certain ways. And it's even as complicated as like to your reflection, looking in the mirror, it might look good, but to the judges sitting down below you, that's who you're trying to impress, right? So if you're worried about the photographer taking a good picture of you, well, do you want the trophy or do you want a good photo, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's you know, something that like the posing, you can't wait till even a month out, even two months. Oh my out. God. Start it, a year before. Uh-huh. Like start now. If you're thinking about doing a competition ever, start the posing now. Look yeah. it up. Find the right ways. Look at your own body. Like the way you can kind of make yourself feel sexy or whatever and have your better angles and which side you want to do, you know, like it's, it's so, there's so many factors to it. And yeah, I definitely, definitely could have worked. Still can. Like it's definitely, you can't, you can never not know enough about it. Yeah. Like you need to know it. So I I know one of the posing coaches that we went to, um, Mm -hmm. she said, do it enough that when if you're on stage and you freeze and you get scared and you and your and your mind stops and you don't know what to do, your body keeps doing it anyway because mm-hmm. your body remembers it. Yeah. Your mind don't have to remember it. If you practice enough, it'll keep going. Like you don't need to, you know. So mm-hmm. practice it that much, you know. Where and then practice it more. Thing. Yeah, and then <laughs> like you cannot more. practice posing enough, no, honestly. No. And yeah. one thing for me, I haven't actually talked about this on the podcast. Um, you guys who've been listening since the beginning know, like I have struggled a lot with like my body image and how I see my body. And for me, posing when I'm not super lean doesn't feel good. Like I don't like looking at myself when I don't feel confident in it. And that was probably the hardest, one of the hardest parts for me was like the first two months when I still had like a decent amount of body fat and I was trying to hit these angles and I was looking at girls on Instagram being like, their posing is so good. But like, I have these rolls of fat on me when I hit that pose, right? Because at the beginning, you will. And you're not feeling sexy doing it. So it's hard to like make it look sexy. We're not feeling sexy. But do it anyways. Even if you have to, like, of course, it's best to pose in like a bikini. But like, even if you have to pose like in full clothing, practice it. Practice it. You will thank yourself because you do not want to get down to even two months out from your show and not feel ready. Like your posing should be ready three months before your show. But you know what? And another note for like that, when you say that, like, you know, you had like a rolls or whatever you felt like when you were doing the posing, if you pose, if you're posing when you have those rolls and you can make yourself look sexy, feel sexy to yourself when you're doing it with the rolls, imagine how freaking sexy you're going to look when you're, while the weight's coming off, like it would be just super easy. So like do it more with a bikini on when you got the rolls because 
make it look sexy when you got the roles because like I said, I think it will be much sexier. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't matter what, how big or small you are, you're sexy. You can be sexy no matter what. And take videos because you will want them. You will want to look back and be like, wow, it doesn't feel good when you're taking them when you don't feel confident, but you will be so happy that you took videos. That goes for progress photos as well, but even posing videos because it's super cool. And I wish I would have took more of them even this time around because even though I've competed twice before, I competed in a new division. So just like Rochelle, I had to completely learn wellness posing. Obviously, Rochelle was learning bikini, but I only knew figure posing. I did not know how to pose for wellness. And you also had a bikini all. pose because you like, yeah. she was practicing mine and going, Rochelle, no. Like, yeah, I had to learn <laughs> bikini as well. So I'm like, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it more. I'll get up at 230, uh, 225. Come on. Like, <laughs> okay, so actual show day. What, what surprised you? the most about show day were their surprises because well, I know you researched like everything yeah but. god I don't it was just such a rush it actually felt like my wedding day like it was felt like the same kind of day because you're getting up it's all about you you got your makeup well I did my own makeup my own hair but like you got your tan booked or like I didn't do that with Mary but anyway but like you're <laughs> getting it's all you you're getting all this dolled up you're getting your Suit. tan on and and the, the thing that I found, like, not that it was shocking because I have kids, so it don't matter to me, like, who sees my body. But and I knew that you're that you're, you're going to be around a bunch of girls getting naked and stuff like that, too. <laughs> but the way they had it set up was was just, wow, like, holy God, nobody was, everybody was in doing their thing. But they'd have all these pods in, like, yeah. this room and, like, you know, the blow-up pods, basically. And you'd get it, like, a tent, I guess, pop-up yeah. tents. And you'd get in them and you strip down and they're just, no big deal. Okay, so strip off. And then stand there and wait, and we'll come get you when it's your turn. And you stand there, and you're just waiting, and they're like, okay. And then while you're waiting, you're looking around, all these girls, like, you know, everybody doing the same thing. And they're like, okay, your turn. So then you go in, and they're telling you how to turn and stick your bum out and do this and put your arm and do that and whatever. And it's a very dark tan. Like, Oh, yeah. I think that probably shocked you because I've dark. been tanned before. It's like like next level dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then like I knew, but I thought it was going to be like, at first I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to, don't make me orange. I don't want to look orange. And it wasn't orange. I was there. They were, they were really great. It was actually. A tan, yeah. I don't want to be that dark always because it's pretty dark and they don't do your face. So then you got to go back and do if your you're makeup. Not, you don't have like, I didn't get them to do my makeup. So my makeup is not that I'm, I have to figure out how to match this to my body. And I'm not a professional makeup artist. But Your makeup looked really good. It did, didn't yeah. it? Like I was just in my makeup case going, what can I put on that's like brown? Like <laughs> dark brown, dark, dark brown. Here I am with eyeliner, like liquid eyeliner. Like, <laughs> anyway, it matched. It looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah it, that was definitely a shock. And then it's like, okay, so don't pee on yourself. Don't get yourself yes. wet. Don't like, like, what if I need to use like a number two? Like, like, what if I have to do that? Like, how the heck do you sit on the toilet to do that? And can you hover and do that? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You pee in like, we peed in little funnels, right? Yeah. Cause you cannot splash pee on your legs. Mm -hmm. I did it and I got a splash mark on my leg. I had to go get my tan fixed. I also spilled coffee on myself and had to get my tan fixed. Yeah, so you're like, don't but don't me, do don't that because if, if you're at like a big show and you can't get your tan fixed, like you have a Blo yeah. blotch on you and it looks Really and I don't think that, that that liquid eyeliner is going to match or your eyeshadow is going to match your tan because yeah. it's quite different. Oh, and I, I didn't I didn't tell you this, but they say sleep in long sleeves. Definitely do it because I didn't because I was like, I don't want to sleep in long sleeves. And I sleep. Anyone who's seen me sleep, like I always sleep like this. Like I don't sleep any other way. I put my hand on my forehead. Oh my. And I had a massive brown like thing <laughs> on my forehead and like white on my arm. So oh. like literally listen, do not sleep in short sleeves, especially if you sleep like me with your arm on your forehead. I had to like scrub my forehead off. <laughs> and find sheets because the hotel yeah. sheets are white and you're going to yeah. ruin all my underwear. And towels. Underwear were ruined. Well, whatever. I could still wear them, but you got the underwear stains now from, yeah, from the tan. And like, so just wear, if when you're going to put underwear back on, wear not so nice ones and stuff. So if you don't want them to ruin, but yeah, it was definitely... Yep. And they, they glue your suit on as well, which is normal. Like it's called bikini bite. My suit, actually the, the lady I got my suit from is freaking amazing. And she's sending me a new one for nationals oh. for basically free because my suit, I ended up dropping a lot of weight the last couple of weeks and my suit was too big. The, the bottoms were too big. Weight, they were lifting. 
too big. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's not anyone's fault. Like you can't determine how much weight you're going to drop in the last couple of weeks. And I, I estimated my stage weight literally to be 113 pounds and I was 104 pounds. Yeah. So, so yeah. Wow. He, yeah. I thought I'd be 113 and I was 104. <laughs> yeah. So for me, they had to glue my suit to my ass and I was scrubbing glue out of my asshole <laughs> for like two days. There was so much glue, but it worked. It looked great on stage, but that's not typically normal. <laughs> mine, mine was actually, I didn't have to. Your have suit mine. was perfect. So most, so like, yeah, I think a lot of people have to have them glued, but they checked mine and I didn't have to. It fit me to a T. It was like perfect, perfect fit. Suit is a big thing too. Like you have to have a suit that suits you. For me, I'm more of like that punk Rocky style. So obviously I went with red. Like I loved mine, honestly. But I like, was between the red too when we were, you when were. I was trying them on. But. but your suit looked super good on stage too. It was blue is a very popular color, especially for blondes. But there wasn't one. It was like a the, aqua. This shade of yours. It yo. was teal aqua. Mm-hmm. And it had those little, I think the differentiating factor was those little blue gems in the yes, middle of yours. it was gorgeous. Yeah. And it was very, very expensive. I joked to my coworkers because yeah. now my new job position, I'm out working in the field and I yeah. digging holes in the ground and I'm like totally wrong. She rock, literally rock, does rock. it all. Yeah. So I said, you know, this suit, this bikini, I'm <laughs> so you'll know what I'm wearing under my coveralls every single day for the next for the rest of my life because this cost me almost a thousand dollars. So I will be wearing this all summer because it's <laughs> summer. And well, I mean, I need to get some use of it, right? So, <laughs> Obviously, yeah. the suits are, are absolutely gorgeous, though, and they look different under stage lighting than they do not under stage lighting. Yeah. Like my suit was almost like a burgundy when it wasn't under the lights. But when you hit the stage, it's almost like a bright, yes, bright red. But I also had those little, I forget the word for it, the crystal that like kind of has a orange and blue tinge. Oh, do you know that? Like a- Mystique. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I had those crystals, which I love. That was like my favorite part about mine. Then I get to wear it again in Toronto. I know. So and very I'm jealous. Exciting. I really, really, really want. I would I would really love to, but yeah. Rochelle qualified for the Toronto Pro Qualifier, which is super exciting. And on that note, too, like as I had a lot of pressure on myself to the for the show because I wanted to win it. <laughs> and it was my comeback show. But I was also prepping Rochelle, who was my first ever client. So there was a lot of pressure on me there too to like make sure that everything was perfect and make sure that she was comfortable make sure that her peak week went well and make sure that her body looked well make sure that we peaked her properly and like that she wasn't stressing out and that I wasn't stressing out and that everything was perfect and yeah I think everything worked like I don't think it could have gone better it was like flawless like it just really 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 went well it did overall one thing I'd like to say about bring up about the tanning though (laughs) is that everywhere you look I know I'm not promoting anything either here, but I did not know that you, they tell you don't wear deodorant. Do not wear <laughs> oh, yeah. deodorant. Do not wear deodorant because it's going to, the tan is going to put your armpits green yeah. when it reacts with the, whatever de- it is in the deodorant. I don't know what it is. If, I don't know what it is. I can't remember, but it's in <laughs> something in there. So they stress, do not, do not, do not wear deodorant. I said, oh my God. Oh my God, I can eat. I can work out. I can get up at 2.30 in the morning. I can do anything you tell me to do, Christina, but I am not, absolutely not going around with no deodorant on. And I'm not an over, like, I don't, I don't even know if I, I don't stink a lot when I sweat anyway. Like I get sweaty sometimes, but I don't even know if I would stink a lot, but getting a tan the day before with no deodorant on, sleeping that night, getting up the next morning, going to get more tan, stressed out about the show and still not wearing deodorant. When I know I'm not wearing deodorant, I'm sweating. So I, and I am, do not want to stink. And I can't go around like this all day long for like, until the show is over. And I'm all, you no, know, no, I'm not doing it. I would, if, I, if it had to happen, that would be the only reason that I would quit the whole competition. I'm on the other side. Christina's like, Rochelle, you shouldn't. I'm not. Nobody does ever. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, well, I found this stuff and I'm wearing it and I don't care. And She's crazy. Wait. She researches it all. And you wait and my armpits aren't going to be green. So I put it on that morning, went, or yeah. And then that evening when we're sitting, getting tanned, I'm going like this and they're saying, but your armpits and they're spraying. And then she kind of looked at my armpits and she sprayed again. I'm like, oh crap, don't tell me it's not oh, gonna no. don't tell me it's not gonna freaking work or it's gonna turn green. I'm like, 
just being confident. Like, I thought, <laughs> what? what? I'm listening to your rules. I totally listened to your rules, but I didn't. <laughs> and anyway, they they stopped looking and it tanned and I... Our armpits were not green. Were not green and I did not stink. And I used this. It is a crystal mineral deodorant roll-on. And it says, oh, so it's aluminum that's in deodorants mm. that causes that. So it's no aluminum. I don't know the other words are big, extra big words, but this crystal, this is actually really, really good in general yeah. for... Let me have a smell of it. Does it smell like anything? No, no. Oh, I don't know if you can get scented ones, but it's yeah. definitely like, it takes a few, like probably if you start using it like a, for like a week, it takes a little while for your body to kind of adjust. Like at first you'll kind of smell a little bit of like a wetness and it's not stinky, but it's for your body to adjust to all these like natural stuff. Yeah. And now I don't use any deodorant except for this. Yeah. And so for those of you on the audio only replay, it's called brand name Crystal. Mm. Shoppers. And you got anyway. it just any drugstore? Yeah, shoppers. Sweet. One thing I will say with an asterisk there though is different tanning companies use different formulas. So I wouldn't take that as a 100% black and white guarantee because depending on the tanning company that is tanning you, the chemicals could react with that deodorant or a different deodorant as well. So I would just be careful. Yes. So I'm not advertising that that, that no matter what. Yeah. But if you were a rebel like me, <laughs> and, you, and this is a, like, I'm not going without deodorant. Yeah. This one's the one to try. <laughs> no, me, I'm deodorant free. Even right now, it's funny because it's a different tanning company tanning in Toronto than it was in Calgary. And their rules are no deodorant for a week. So I have none on right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like putting it on, just going and say like, come on, I'll just sign up just to spray my armpit. <laughs> <laughs> test it stuff. out. Yeah, test just like, out. let's test it. Yeah. yeah I should have told them after, like, <laughs> one other I guess final piece of advice for on stage in general is like enjoy it because it goes so fast and you work for months or years for that 15 to 30 seconds on stage and and that's for your presentation you will generally get an extra couple minutes when they do your comparison round but it's just you on stage for 15 to 30 seconds that is all you get unless you're doing multiple classes so enjoy it and stay grounded. Stay. I tell myself like stay in my body. I don't know if that would help anyone else, but like if I start thinking about like, Oh, I'm on stage. This is my moment. Like my brain gets confused. So I just have to like stay in my body and just like focus on exactly what I'm doing for me, but maybe other people are different. So just like really don't let anything screw you up, like be prepared, be ready. And just like enjoy it because that moment is over so quickly and you're going to wish you could like go back and do it again. So yes. One thing I learned from, well, in general, but from the Toronto, when I went to do that course there, mm -hmm. uh, what I learned from the lady there that was teaching me was, you know, how you, how you have someone come to visit you in your home and you open up the door and you welcome in, you're welcoming them into your home and you're saying, come on in, make yourself at home. Like, you know, this is your home. Like you're not, you're, you're not uncomfortable when you're inviting people into your home. So like, look at this competition as this, this amount of time that you're going on the stage, you're welcoming these judges into your life. So you go out there and you act like you're in your home and you're inviting them to you. Like, look at me, like, welcome to the Rochelle show or like, you know, you go out there and be as confident as you can. Cause you only have this certain amount of time and you tell them that you're allowing them into your bubble basically you know yeah. so you walk out like that and that's what's going to change from if you have i don't know if you feel like you have that one extra pound that that girl that coming up after you don't have like whatever yeah. she may not have this mindset as you she might be more nervous than you because it's not all about the body it's it, it is to a degree but the, the way you can move it and the, and and the, the confidence presence. you have and the way that you can Energy. welcome people into your zone that's what's going to win you that trophy or win you or, or make you just feel. I got goosebumps. I did too. Oh, look, but I <laughs> when she said that to me, that's when it clicked to me. And it was like, yeah, like, you know, this is, yeah, yeah I'm going out there and they're like, they're looking at me, but they're coming into my spot right now. So yeah. here you go. Have a look, like, you know, and. And, and yeah, like Rochelle said to take advantage of the seminars, especially if they're free. 
because you do get to meet the judges, some of them anyways, mm-hmm. and the judges are very nice. Yeah. The very- judges are there to help you. I think that to me is an intimidating factor. I'm always like, I could do this no problem if I wasn't getting judged. But the judges, it helps when you know who they are yeah. or at least have talk to some of them because they actually really are there to help you. So many people are like, oh my God, the judges, but like they want you to do well. And they are literally like looking for like your best. Like, of course you want to hide your, your weaknesses on stage, but like they're there to help you and they want you to do your best. They truly do. Every single judge I've talked to is like so nice and they give you so much good feedback and like support and hype you up no matter what level you are in, whether you're winning the overall or you're the very last place in your class. Like they never make you feel like inadequate. No, they, they actually like, they, they tell you the things that, that they, they want you, that they'll, if you go talk to them, they will try to really kind of give you extra tips and, and, and everything to help you out more. But also every single person competing. Mm -hmm. Cause that was another thing that I was kind of nervous about. Like Every single person that goes there that's in the show that's competing, they are all really nice. They are yeah. all super friendly. It's like you're a family of friends, like, you know, because that was another concern of mine. Like, like growing up, I, I was I was bullied a lot. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends and girls and girls in general intimidate me like they always did. So, like, the more things that I do in these areas, the better I feel, too. Like, you know, like. Rochelle, you know, like we're all in this life together. We're all, there's moms, there's dads, there's, we're all doing this together. And all, every single person is nice. You, you don't really like, they're all here to like help. So like, you know, it's, it's, that part is not scary either. So when you think, you think like, oh my God, all these girls judge them, but you don't know they're not like, yeah. yeah. You know? Even at, at my, both my shows, like I felt that almost everyone is really nice. I have heard definitely depending on the show you're at, of course, there can be clickiness if there's like, a, it's more so, I, th- I this is just me speaking from what I've heard, not my personal experience. If you're training with a certain coach who has a certain reputation and like they're all in their little click, I could see how that could be like not the most comfortable. I personally haven't experienced that, but I have heard from other competitors that that is something that happens. So I think it's notable to to note that, but Again, everyone at that show was so nice. The guys were so nice. The girls were so nice. Yeah. Like everyone wants everyone to do well, really. Of course, there's there's healthy competition, but... But you know, like, even if there are those, like... Screw them. Focus on you. Stay in your own, yeah. stay in your own bubble. Like, kind of, you know, like, don't worry. Like, you're you're on that mission for a reason. You think about, you just find out what you need to get to do. You're obviously going to have support there. Because, I mean, if you're if, especially if you're training them, you're going to be with them or competing <laughs> with them. But it's all together. Like, I didn't ever feel uncomfortable. It was all just like, it was just, what are we doing next? I didn't even notice people around me, really. Like, I would look around, but like, it was just, what are we doing now? What are we getting done? And everybody seemed friendly. Like, I just, it was just natural. Like, yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap it up, I want to hear two things. So the first one, what advice, Rochelle, would you give to someone who is struggling in their fitness journey right now, like someone who is a a mom, young kids or any age kids, and they just feel completely lost and discouraged. Like what advice would you give to that person? The advice that I would give is put you first. I mean, you are number one. If you really want to, like, you can't, you can't be number one for your family if you can't if if you're not number one for yourself first mm-hmm. like you have to like I, I had a lot of guilt about like okay if I do this it's going to take time away from this if I do this it's going to take time what what are they going to think of me whatever but you know I had to I got to a point where it was like you know what I will figure it out I the advice is to like put you first when you start feeling good about you then everybody that everyone around you will start feeling better also like it will grab it will just be like the energy will get better and you won't you'll you'll be happier you'll be stronger and no matter what time of day you have to start just do it set the alarm even you know even baby steps even two days a week get up a little earlier do it in before your kids are up do it when you think that you can do it best do it when they go to bed i for me had to do it before because i would have myself talked about out of it and I can't stay up later. I'm better off doing things in the morning because nobody's up and I can do it myself. But yes, put you first. I mean, you're not taken away from anybody else. You're just making you, you're giving yourself a priority. Yes, you need to to 
better yourself in order for anyone else to be. I love, I love that you said that because so many people, and I'll speak to this quickly, so many moms, so many people who have husbands and families, when they look at me or they listen to me speak, because I speak about this a lot, they're like, wow, she's selfish. She's cocky. Because I say that I am number one in my life. I come before everyone. I come before my boyfriend. I come before my stepkids. I come before my family. I come before my clients. I am number one. And in order for me to be as successful as I am, as present as I am, be able to serve as many people as I do, be able to be an amazing future wife for my boyfriend, be able to be a good stepmom to my kids. Like I have to be happy. I have to be working on myself because if I'm not, I'm going to be bitchy to them because I'm unhappy inside. I'm going to be snappy or I'm going to be like not fully present because I'm thinking about, oh, like I don't look good in this, in this outfit and I'm out for dinner with my boyfriend. And like, all I'm thinking about is like how uncomfortable I am. And like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy those moments because I'm going to be so caught up in myself and my insecurities and my lack of confidence and the things that I'm not doing. And like, if this is for a lot of beginners, like when you are not working on your health and fitness, you don't have the energy to keep up with your kids. You don't have the confidence to take them to the beach because you don't want to wear a bathing suit or you're insecure, right? So you working on you and you bettering your own health and bettering your body and feeling confident. Like if you have a partner who's telling you like, oh, don't do that. Like take a hard fucking shake of your head because you're going to become so much better for them and for your kids and your kids are going to pick up on it. And you don't want your kids to like sit there and look at them and be like, oh, mommy, like I'm the reason why you're fat. Like I'm the reason why you didn't achieve your goals because then they're going to pass that down to their kids and they're going to repeat it because, oh, well now I have kids and my mom was fat and out of shape. So like, that's just going to be normal okay. for me. Yeah. And it's not. It's a ripple effect. Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's a really big word. I think for for either direction that you decide, like you, you get on a path. Like I've, there's many times that I've been on paths and it's like, you're standing in the middle of these two paths and you're looking left. And this one, this left one is like bumpy and rocky and windy and whatever. But at the end of it, at the end of it, it's like this beautiful, like mm -hmm. rainbow, you know, and the other one's like a smooth path. Like, you know, this is the easiest way to go, but at the end, you don't know where it's going to end up. Like you can't see the ending of it, but like, which one do you take? You know, like you decide, okay, you know, and just keep, keep going down this, keep cooking supper, keep bringing the kids here, keep, keep trying to struggle into my pants, keep being sad, keep whatever. Mm -hmm. Or do you know what? I'm going to friggin' go down this other, this left one. It's bumpy. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to come in the house. My husband might be like, what the heck were you doing? Why do you have the kids? Whatever. You know, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be whatever, but you know, I'm going to feel good that I just did that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to get bumpy, but you know what? At the end, it's going to be smoothie, smooth, smoothie. smoothie. <laughs> I have not a smoothie. <laughs> Make me hungry. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and at the end of it, there's this beautiful, there's these happy kids and this happy husband. That's like, you know, I'm so glad you didn't give up because my husband told me the same thing. There's days he wasn't happy. He was cranky that like, you know, he'd be doing the things that, which wasn't much because I still made sure I did them all. So yeah, I didn't get yeah. that extra, whatever. But the times that I had to go to bed early and he was up by himself, those are the times that I felt bad. But in the end, I, right now, and he's so proud of you. He is. He's super proud of me. So proud. And when my daughter at the end, when I uh, stepped mm. off that stage and with that trophy in my hand and she was like, mommy, I'm so proud of you. Like <laughs> such you know? a good feeling. Yeah. And she's wanting to do these little run challenges with me. Like, you know, and she, I was shocked. She did it. She did it, all of it. And then, yeah, like she, they want to be healthy. And if yeah. it wasn't for me, like, I mean, their daddy, he's, he's healthy, so, you know, but he doesn't have the time. Well, he, he will find the time. He's starting. He's I'm starting. doing up his plan today, yeah. actually. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah. But I mean, he's not fully, he used to be, but anyway, Right now, all the kids see is me doing it all. And they are energetic and fit and want to do these things because they see me doing it. If I wasn't doing any of this stuff and I wasn't working on me and I was cranky and eating and doing all this stuff, then they would be doing the same things. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you can find the time. I'm sorry. I told way more. Oh, no, that's, that's that perfect part, because like, I don't think it, I don't, I don't. I don't think we can talk enough about how important it is for our kids. And it's funny because Rochelle and I have kids the exact same age, actually minor stepkids, but. 11 and eight. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously I have two boys. She has a boy and a girl, but like seeing Adriana come there too. And like how inspired she yeah. was, she was really into it, which was, was super cool. She was. And like young girls, man, especially with social media, like the comparison and like having, being able to 
like get your kids in fitness and get them feeling good about themselves and get them feeling comfortable at the gym. That's okay. Comfortable in the gym and like in that environment because so many of us were not comfortable in the gym. No. Right. And even like with, with my boys, they play hockey. So it's not, it's, it's different, but like Austin, for example, he's like been doing these ab workouts because he sees me have like a six pack and every day he's like, I did my ab workout today. Like I did my ab workout today. I'm getting stronger. And it's just, it's so awesome to be able to inspire the younger generation and inspire people in general. Like I remember the very first fitness competition I went to and I would just look on stage in awe and be like, man, like I, I'm so inspired by this girl. And to think that like we are that girl for someone. Oh, it's, definitely. It's super powerful. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely think so. I, I asked Adriana this morning because I just went on Facebook for my like five minutes a day, but I, I saw there's a marathon coming up and I asked her if she wanted to join the marathon with me to do it with me. It's an end of September. So you have to practice a lot. And I mean, obviously, I don't know if she will make the whole, obviously be able to run the whole marathon. Probably <laughs> not. She's 11. Maybe who knows? Because I didn't think she could run a full hour straight mm-hmm. not ever doing it before. Um, but her dad can pick her up wherever she kind of feels like she wants to stop, but she wants to do it. So like mm-hmm. I have my second treadmill now that I had at the cottage that she's going to, she wants it in a run. So we're going to practice and I love it. That's our next challenge. That's exciting. Cause mm-hmm. my, my final question for you is what, what, what are your future, future fitness goals? What does the future look like for you? I know obviously right now we're doing your reverse diet. We're working on getting you back to like a good, healthy, strong shape, but what else does the future hold? Because I know you're not quitting. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this is my next challenge. I definitely do want, I'm going to do that marathon. So I looked up how far a marathon, like how far it is. So it's basically from my house in Timberley to Anzac. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like 45 kilometers, something like that. Jeez. But I'm definitely doing it. Like I'm definitely doing it. <laughs> There's and no doubt in my mind. No, no. Well. And I don't, I'm going to try to not stop at all. Like at all. Like yeah. that's my plan. Obviously I'm going to have to, hard to drink water and so you know, <laughs> knocking your teeth out but <laughs> yeah. i know someone could jog beside me and keep handing me the water so you can get like a hat with like the water oh you got back you get the camel thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. i'm definitely doing that i would i would do more of these in a different life yeah in a couple of years a couple of years we're going to take some time too she's going to do the marathon at first yes. and then we're going to work on putting on some more quality muscle on and your legs I on the glutes yeah she loves the wellness look which is the category I did. So that is the the long-term goal, I think. And a couple of years from now, my husband will probably allow me by then. Again. Maybe he'll be doing one. You never two. know. We're <laughs> starting him out. He's starting out. We won't let him listen to this podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you so much being on the show. I appreciate you being such a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so honored to have you be my first ever competition client. I couldn't like, I couldn't have been anyone else. And yeah, you literally inspire me all the time. And I just admire how like it's so nice as a coach to give someone advice and not even have a question in your mind as to if they're gonna take it. Like, and I'm not saying don't question your coach, but like I just have no like when Rochelle does her check-ins, like there's no doubt in my mind that like she didn't execute everything and that she's not telling the 100 percent truth, even if she does have slip-ups, which happen in the off season, like she always tells me and we always get her back on track. And she's just so determined and so disciplined. And just like the best person ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel the same about you. And that's why I guess it's so easy, like just to kind of, yeah, yeah. To keep it together. All right. Well, if you guys liked this episode, if you got some value, make sure you take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story. Let me know that you're listening. We love to know who's tuning in. I know Rochelle would love to know if she inspired you. (laughs) Yes, let me know. And thank you guys so much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.